This episode is brought to you by my MySer tracking spreadsheet. You've heard me speak about the importance of tithing, and this time of year, the month of Elul is perfect for accounting, not just spiritual. We want to make sure that we fulfilled our obligation of tithing. As fiduciary agents of God's money, we want to close our year with the books in order. Why? Because we're about to enter a new year in which God decides again how much bounty he will provide us with, and that provision depends to a large extent on how good of a financial manager we've been. So if you've been wanting to commit to this mitzvah of ma'aser or tithing, one for which God guarantees wealth, I've created a simple miser tracking spreadsheet or tithe tracker so that you do your tracking for this past year and close the books with accuracy and or start your new year fully committed to tracking your miser accurately and diligently. Download your free miser tracking spreadsheet at jewishlatinprincess.com forward slash tithe tracker. That's jewishlatinprincess.com forward slash tithe tracker. Jewish Latin Princess episode 189, Ask Yael with special co-host Natalie Alicia Gold. You're listening to Jewish Latin Princess podcast by Yael. Every week, get your dose of inspiration from the world's most uniquely talented Jewish women and from Yael herself. Seeking profound and practical ways to live a joyful, richer Jewish life? Welcome to Jewish Latin Princess Podcast. And now, Jewish lifestyle expert and bilingual blogger at JewishLatinPrincess.com, your host, Yael. What's the difference between a will and a trust? That is the topic of today's Ask Yael. Welcome, everyone. I'm Yael Trush, your host. This is a question that has come in from different listeners and an important question. We first touched upon this topic in episode 136 last year, which I actually recently ran a replay off while I was in vacation in Puerto Rico, which was an amazing, amazing thing. I actually ran a replay of that very valuable episode. So if you didn't catch that episode, episode 180, it's episode 184, um, which aired last week. And in in fact, I knew um, once I heard this question come up several times that the best person to come and answer it and address the difference between a will and a trust, the what, the who, and the how of wills and trusts would actually be Natalie Alicia Gold, who was, again, with us on the show um, last year. And I had the pleasure of replaying that episode recently. But before I bring her on, a bit of housekeeping Earlier this week, I had Barry Lyman, dating coach and founder of Meet to Marry, talking about dating and about finding the one. I revealed some things, perhaps TMI, about my experience dating and the leap of faith that I took when I met my husband, you know, going against what I had been conditioned to go after. And instead of trusting those voices, trusting in God. Um, and trusting that the much quieter voice of my intuition was the bo- the voice of truth here. And well, listen to the episode, I guess. <laughs> you'll you'll gain a lot. And if you are single and you're ready to change yourself and the paradigm through which you're approaching dating in a pretty quick way, I mean, Barry says her students who do the work take 90 days. That's it, 90 days to get into a different place in your dating. And well, from there on, I guess the pool of people that you're attracting um, is so, so aligned with what you're looking for and what's good for you that 
pretty quickly you just meet your exact match. That's what she offers. And I think then if that sounds like something you want to work on, you should book that strategy call with Barry and her team. And you can do that at meettomary.com forward slash Jewish love. Now, we did miss the scheduled mini sews this week due to reasons beyond my control, but that's okay. It happens. And I'm sure all is still good in the world, right? In fact, it's probably better because I just had and the idea to create a Minnesota and something else that's at the forefront of my mind. And that is the MISER tracking spreadsheet that I created for you, ladies. Uh, you may have heard it at the beginning of, of this episode. You may have heard it on Monday. Earlier this week, Thursday, I was leading my monthly session in the Rice Business Mastermind led by Dr. Azzy Yankovic as you may know, I lead a monthly session in the mastermind, which I have to say, it's so, so great. It's one of my favorite things to do. And again, if you're an entrepreneur, and you've been looking for a mastermind, DM me, I'll give you the scoop. Okay. But anyhow, we were discussing the different numbers that we should be measuring in our business and our personal lives and the systems to facilitate um, the measuring and the, the the tracking, right? And the systems that we should have in place. And we ended up going deep into MICER and to tithing and, and tracking the MICER. And this conversation just gave me the idea to come back here on the show in a Minnesota and walk you through the spreadsheet itself and talk about it more in depth. Um, and I put together that spreadsheet. You can access it, down for download it for free at jewishlatinprincess.com forward slash tithe tracker, right? MICER is tithe, tithe tracker. So jewishlatinprincess.com forward slash tithe tracker. So maybe we'll talk about this a little bit more next week, but check it out in the meantime and let me know if you have any questions and if that spreadsheet is helpful. Again, jewishlatinprincess.com forward slash tithe tracker. Okay, now let's go to the iTunes review section and pick a reviewer of the week, something I try to do every Friday on our Ask Yael episodes. Okay, this is really, really great news. I just searched for Jewish Latin princess on iTunes. And guess what? Our new name is in finally Jewish money matters. This is real ladies. This is happening. One day I will share with you the behind the scenes of this transition and why it's oh gosh taking so long. But here we are. We keep moving. And this really big thing happened this week. I guess our new name is in. Do we have a cover art? No. Do we have a new intro and everything else? No, but it's official. It's Jewish Money Matters. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it on iTunes. This makes me so happy, actually. And hopefully it makes you happy too. Thanks for being patient, by the way, and for allowing me to be quote unquote messy and just keep going, even though things are not perfect. And I think that's a lesson in and of itself. And we shall discuss that on a, an, at another time. But let's see our new review is from empowered woman 76. No 77. <laughs> and she says, Thank you. Yeah. Thanks to you and this podcast, I've finally held my breath and done the scariest thing. I opened a Roth IRA for myself and my husband and started investing. Thank you for empowering me and like-minded women around the world to take control of their finances. You are the true feminist. <laughs> this is awesome. This is awesome. Empowered Woman 777. So great. Roth IRA for you and your husband. 
Amazing. Thanks for that review. I'm very, very happy for you. May this be just the beginning of many more scary and awesome things for you. Empowered Woman 777 and send me a DM on Instagram or an email. Yael at JewishLatinPrincess.com and let me know that you're the empowered woman who left a review and I'll send you a link to book a 20 minute call with me. Looking forward. All right. Um, a couple minutes of housekeeping, about nine minutes of housekeeping. Let's bring my co-host, wealth attorney, Natalie Alicia Gold. Natalie Alicia Gold, welcome back to Jewish Latin Princess, now known as Jewish Money Matters, but we'll talk about that in a second. How are you? Hey, yeah, Al, I'm great. How are you? And I'm embracing my my princess nest, even though you changed the name with my little uh, headband. So I hope everyone enjoys. <laughs> I, I love it. And you know, I love a good leopard print. So this is perfect. Um, so Natalie, I wanted you to come back because we've been receiving questions from the audience. And one of them in particular has come up a few times. And I know this is your specialty. And I know last time you were here, we touched upon this and I made a big to do and a big hula that people needed to get on with this. And that is getting their ducks in a row, particularly a will and a trust. But here's the question, Natalie, and this question comes from Marcy. She's like, can you give me more clarity as to what is the difference between a will and a trust? And I said, I sure can try, but there's nobody better to do it than Natalie Alicia Gold. So thank you for being here to help answer such an important question. My pleasure, Yael. Look, it's really simple. A will is at death. Mm -hmm. A trust, also known as a living trust, is something that happens during your life. Why is this important? Because a will can be changed a million times until you die. So can a trust. But a will only becomes anything of substance if it goes through a court proceeding at death called probate. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? There's always going to be a third party besides you and your children, you and your heirs, you and your beneficiaries, and that is the court system, who can decide on whether or not what was written in your will was really your free will, okay? Uh -huh. So giving anyone, like a judge, that kind of ownership over your money when you cannot say what you wanted to happen and all that exists is a document is not something I would ever want anyone to do. And it's a very long and time consuming process. For example, my last two cases that we did in probate have been in there in New York and, and LA counties for over a year and they're still not finished. And that's at a legal hourly rate to the lawyer. Okay. Wow. In California, even more, we have by statute, so meaning by the law, the attorney can take a major percent of your gross estate. Hmm. So it's incredibly expensive, okay? A living trust, how's it different? Living trust, life. You give it life today. You sign it the same way you would as a will, but with less requirements. A will requires two witnesses, a trust, you just need a notary, you sign, and then you have to take the steps to what we call fund the trust. Nobody knows what that means. Here's your trust. 
Here's mm-hmm. my my daughter when she turned two. She's almost three, God willing, Adorable. and embracing her diva self. Okay, Adorable. and this is the mug. This mug is great, but it's not going to do anything for me unless I fill it with coffee mm-hmm. or tea or whatever you like to drink. Same with your trust. It's a, it can be a beautiful document, but you have to fill it with things. And the way you fill it with things is by changing title today. Mm-hmm. So you're not waiting until death. You're changing title, which means deeds to your home or any vacation properties, rental properties, et cetera. LLCs going into the trust. We do that by an assignment of LLC. Mm-hmm. Bank and brokerage accounts being retitled in the name of the trust. So instead of Yael owning it personally, it's Yael's trust. Oh, She's still gosh. in charge. And I'm talking living trust basic, right? We're not going into, excuse me. We're not going into different tax strategies and asset protection strategies. We're just talking basic probate avoidance. It's Yael's trust. As a result of that, now it goes to her kids without the probate intervention, okay? That's it. That's the difference between a will and a trust. Amazing. So basically, this term that you just used, probate avoidance, this is on a very basic level what we're trying to do. Just create a structure where we can avoid go- our children, go our heirs going through this lengthy process. Two Ps, probate mm-hmm. avoidance, privacy. With a will, everything is public information. Anybody could see that you didn't like this one kid as much and that's why you cut them out or they did something terrible. With a trust, it's not that way. It is a private transaction. So yes, the probate avoidance, the time and money at the back end at death Mm -hmm. and the privacy to make sure that only the person who's listed as successor trustee after Mm -hmm. the person passes, as well as beneficiaries would be parties to the transaction no one can then go and search what did Yale really want and what happened, which is part of the public record with a will. Okay. Okay. And what about the types of assets that we would put in a will versus a trust? Is there a difference? So a will basically says everything I have, and you can do, some people do specific distributions, my Bank of America account going here, my house in Texas going there. Okay. But most people just say everything I have, 50-50 to my kids or 25-25, whatever, how many kids you have, okay? So we're not putting anything into a will. The only putting in happens at that court level. Putting Mm -hmm. in is what we do with the trust. Okay. So that's, and what we should put in is every single thing we own. Mm -hmm. So that is personal effects. That is um, bank accounts, brokerage accounts. We wouldn't have retirement accounts because retirement accounts are tax advantaged. So for that, we would put the, let's say your spouse's initial beneficiary and then perhaps the trust or your children as secondary. So, right, we have to be careful with how we title, but anything besides retirement accounts, banks, brokerage, real estate, all of it Mm -hmm. in the trust. And we still do a will with that plan and we call it a pour over will because we say in case we forgot to put something in the trust, this will is just a will that doesn't have anything inherent like in it. It basically says, who's my personal representative mm-hmm. and look at, look at the trust. Everything goes to the trust. So we keep it more private in that way as well, but we do that as a catch-all in case we forgot. Cool. And then that will, in the case we have children that are minors, we also would include who would take care of those children, right? That's Absolutely. a separate thing. The guardian provision 
is the number one reason I would suggest doing any planning. Okay. Like if you have young kids, you cannot not have this. You can't. Mm -hmm. That's it. You want to be a good mom. You want to be a good dad. Like you need to protect your kids in the God forbid moment. That's it. Right. Right. And, and so, so the will is like a no brainer and the trust from what I hear from you is also a no brainer, right? It's a complete no brainer. Because there tends to be this perception that it's for the ultra wealthy, or it's like this complex thing, but you are of opposite approach. You're like, no, we all need that. Look, it's what I'm talking about right now is what I call the plain vanilla living trust. Now there's salted caramel, there's chocolate, there's cherries on top. Those are all traditionally for the more wealthy because what we're doing there is asset protection. Who are we protecting their assets? Typically a business owner, a real estate owner, someone who has significant things to protect. Right. Okay. Who are we doing tax planning for? Families that have over $24 million in when we do estate tax planning, mm-hmm. which is today, it's almost $24 million in exemption that we have. So for most people, it's a non-issue. But the plain vanilla living trust is for everybody. Now, here's the thing too, Yale. The biggest reason I like trust is truly for the real property. Mm-hmm. For any like bank accounts, for instance, you could kind of get there in a backdoor way, which is the beneficiary designations. Now, would you do that if you're not necessarily giving to your kids equally? No because they can very easily fight those beneficiary designations and hold them up in court. Would you do that if your kids are minors? Hell no. Right. Because first of all, it's going to be held at that institution until they're 18. And like, what are you thinking? Giving your kid at 18, all this money. Right. So in a trust, we can also write, okay, we're going to keep this until my daughter is 30 years old when she can be her own trustee Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. protect her own money. Right. Yeah. Right. Amazing. So let's go through the how so that people get really clarity. Let's get tactical. How do we do this? How do we go about and let's start first with the trust because that's again, the one that it's a little bit more confusing for people. And then the will. How does one go about setting this up? You hire an estate attorney Mm -hmm. or you can do it yourself. The only issue with the do it yourself is not the form. It's not the document they give you. Typically, those are okay. It's the, you don't actually take the steps to do it correctly. So Mm -hmm. what do I mean by that? On the will, the biggest issue I see with wills with do it yourself is that people are not executing them correctly. You need to execute them by saying to two disinterested witnesses, meaning someone who's not listed as your executor, someone who's not a beneficiary, dear Yael and Mark, this is my last will and testament. I know who I am. I'm competent. I know who my children are. I know how this will benefit them. Please serve as the witness to my will execution. And signing that in front of you, Ellen, Mark, in my example. Mm-hmm. Okay. Most people don't do it. Now, when do they find out that this wasn't done properly? When they take, when their heirs take it to court and they're like, nope, we're throwing this will out. It wasn't properly executed. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Big issue. No redos. Okay. That's the first thing on the will. On the trust, you sign in front of a notary. It's that easy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, the steps to do after the trust are more than the will. You have to then send it to your financial advisor, banking institution, et cetera, 
and make sure that the title is properly now in the name of the trust instead of you personally. This is why people want to do it yourself. That's great. You sign the documents by yourself, but unless you know the steps to take to do all of those things, likely you're going to screw up somewhere. Yeah. So this is important. You, you, you go to your estate attorney, you, you set up your trust, but now you have to go to each institution and make sure that everything is transferred into the name of the trust, every single account, the properties, the business, all of it. All of it. Now here you Ella, is where people strip up even with attorneys, because typically attorneys are not taking care of the funding. The clients, most of them are not made aware of how important that is. So they're like, here you go, here are the funding instructions, good luck. And most of the time it's not getting done properly. Here's what I would say to people, okay? This is not the time to be cheap. Uh-huh. This is the time to make sure it's done correctly because hopefully you will do it one time and be done. Now, here's the thing. As you buy more property, you can't forget to do it. So the, the property that you take title in should be in the name of your trust, as you change bank accounts, and I am very much about living a wonderful, simple life. Mm-hmm. And to me, simple means do not have 27 different bank accounts and 27 different institutions. Because first of all, if you think it's a headache for you to go to all those different places and fund your trust, think about that your heirs that will get this and won't even know where to start because mm-hmm. they can't talk to you and say like, mom, where were all the accounts? They have mm-hmm. no idea. Or mom, what's the crypto wallet password? (laughs) And by the way, the crypto billionaire you became means nothing because I don't know how to access the wallet. (laughs) Real issues, you know, like this is the new world. Yeah. 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 Real, real issues. All right. So this is amazing. So Natalie, um, let us tell us where we can find you if we need help from you, because you are an estate attorney. So if women want to get in contact with you and get this done through you, and I'm sure there are other options in everybody's state, but tell us where we can work with you. Perfect. It's hello at goldlegalgroup.com. You can find me at goldbergllp.com or on LinkedIn, Natalie Money Mama Goldberg. Here's the deal. Our firm is actually structured in a very, I think, beautiful way where we have attorneys in almost every state who can (gasps) service our clients. Nice. So that we really try to be a one-stop shop because yeah, as we were talking before the recording went out, it's becoming a very digital world and people are moving to places and you're able to work from anywhere. So I think you want one team that you can stay with forever. So you don't have to keep on paying how many thousands to this person I move. I have to pay it again. That's what happens typically not with us. That is amazing. Now, Natalie, let me ask you a last question that just came to mind regarding the trust. What about those of, you know, now we are we're planning for our future, right? We're setting up for our children, but we also have parents. And so a lot of times I find that these conversations with our parents are really difficult. And we're trying to tell our parents, listen, you got to get this done. This is good for you. It's going to simplify my life. (laughs) And sometimes that message is not getting across. Would you say that these are important conversations to be having? If you're, if you know, your parents didn't set up a trust that they should do it. Hell yeah. I mean, like you want to be grieving and then also being like, where the hell is all the money? Mm -hmm. No, you need to have a streamlined plan. Now, here's the thing, Yael, with our parents' generation, getting the money, yes. Figuring out what institutions, yes. All major problems. 
having to deal with probate court. Yes. The biggest issue, long-term care costs. Hmm. Because our society has not set us up for success. And many people who are watching today who are the 30s, 40s, and 50s, please get long-term care insurance. It's cheap today. It's a rider in your life insurance policy. Easy peasy. You need it. Okay. And many of our parents don't have it. And as a result, they spend every last dollar they made in their whole lives in the last five years and decimate their estate, which is what no one wants as their legacy. Right. So for those parents, we're doing a different, we're not doing the plain vanilla. We're doing typically asset protection trusts to allow the state's laws to be used and to get parents help paid for by the tax dollars they have been paying their whole lives into the system. Okay. It's not for everyone. My first goal is to get people long-term care insurance, but unfortunately in their 60s, 70s and 80s, it's too late. So that to me is the biggest uh, wealth trap that there is and it destroys wealth. So if you, if that is something that your parents are going through, please reach out to a qualified elder law attorney to make sure they can take care of it for you and plan for a legacy that your parents have been working for their whole lives. This is important. Thank you, Natalie, Alicia Gold. Always so informative. Thank you for everything that you do and these words of wisdom. Thank you, Yael. Always a pleasure. Thanks for listening to Jewish Latin Princess Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on iTunes, leave a rating and share the podcast with the Jewish women you love. To access today's show notes, ask Yael a question or suggest a uniquely talented Jewish woman to be featured on the show, visit JewishLatinPrincess.com.